Welcome back to Mini TV Reviews. I am your host, Mo, and today we are discussing only murders in the building. That's right, y'all. Season 3, Episode 5, titled, Ah, Love. Ooh, can you feel it in the S all around, all right? I hope everybody's weekend has been going well. We are still in the Labor Day weekend, so I hope you guys are staying safe, but having a lot of fun as you do, all right? So we'll get into the synopsis real quick, and then we'll go right into the episode, y'all. So the synopsis for this one is date night, okay? New York proves itself both a jewel box and a fish tank of romance as Charles, Mabel, and Oliver take their relationships to the next stage. And dating can reveal many hidden secrets, too. Sounds like it's going to be really good, y'all. Now, remember what we left off with the last one, y'all. And now was Joy saying she's thanking Mabel because she found a lipstick. All right. So as we start off this episode, we hear the opening monologue from Joy. And she's saying how basically love is such a wonderful thing. It's, it's good to be in that bliss you know, that honeymoon phase, but in such a big state or a big city as New York, um, where they live, it can get a little dicey because you just don't know what you're going to get, okay? It's like taking a real chance. You rolling the dice there, okay? You can really find some love, but I mean, hitting up under all of that, whoever you loving on, they might have some fatal flaws, Okay, so speaking of flaws, <laughs> Mabel and Oliver are getting off the elevator to come see Charles because they're trying to figure out, have you talked to your girl about the lipstick or what? So as they're coming off the elevator, we hear glass shattering. And so he kind of like cracks the door open and kind of peeks around. <laughs> and it's like, oh, don't worry, she's shattering the glass for her fish tank. And they're like, oh, okay, but have you talked to her about the lips again? He was like, no, guys, like, I'm going to get around to it, meaning he ain't going to get around to it. So they offer up, you know, their, <laughs> them trying to go talk to her, and he's just like, I got it, okay? Like, I'm the one, you know, that, that's involved with her. It'll go over a lot smoother if I ask her about it. Just give me some time. So they say, all right. So then um, Oliver's asking about his tie. Okay, because it's time for him to go on his date with Loretta. And he wants his tie to make a statement. He wants his tie to say, girl, I've been in love with you since the first time I laid eyes on you. Ooh, yes. Come on, Oliver. So Mabel said it looked like <laughs> a crayon box. So he was like, oh, okay, that's okay, because I got a backup. <laughs> I like a man that's prepared. So then we check out Mabel, y'all. Mabel got this uh, chinchilla on or whatever type of coat this is. It looks nice. And she got on like a little cocktail dress. Mabel, where are you going? I was like, you going on a date? And she says, no. She's going on a stakeout with Tobert. And so she tries to break it down and make it seem like it's just a stakeout. You know, when two people sit somewhere for a really long time in a confined space, they share snacks, do a little chit-chatting, and they're they're checking out something to see if something's going to shake with somebody that may potentially be doing something criminal. So, yeah, no, this isn't a date. It's a stakeout. Okay, well, it seems like um, y'all going to be doing more than just sitting. <laughs> 
but anyway so mabel and oliver go ahead and get back on the elevator because it seems like charles is not gonna let them in the house right now to talk to joy and he says that you know joy is not like jan okay i thought that this was the same girl it is not now in season one his girlfriend or the lady that he was crushing on she actually did turn out to be the killer but no joy is is not gonna be that not this time around it can't happen again so they're getting on the elevator and he and <laughs> oliver ends up asking mabel about how it's been a while since he's dipped his quail in the lady's ink ink well y'all <laughs> ask her were there any new moves and she was like do you want me to take the next elevator because this is gross <laughs> you know they always gotta bring some comedy in with like the drama and the suspense so this is definitely gonna be a good episode i cannot wait so brazo and joy are finna get ready to go taste wedding cakes and as they're finna get ready to go Brazo is asking her about this red lipstick because it happens to be found in Ben's dressing room and there was a threatening message written on his mirror. What a nice picture, by the way. <laughs> and so as he's trying to ask her this, she keeps cutting him off and trying to distract him and evade the question. So, yeah, Joy, you are looking definitely suspicious, my girl. So she's doing all of this by trying to kiss him. She's telling him, hey, Brazo went on hiatus so you can cut all this investigation, detective stuff out, basically. Um, and then she had mentioned something about the fish. And so she goes to go grab one of the fish out of the fish tank. And she puts him in like this little cup of water because she says that he's being a tank terrorist. Like I said, she's avoiding all of his questions. Definitely suspicious. He ends up getting a knock at the door, and it's his stunt double. Y'all, I cannot remember her name, but she played in Glee, if I'm not mistaken. That looks like her. Um, but that's his stunt double. So she ends up bringing him, well, them, an engagement gift. And she says that she's found work um, since Brazo didn't want her to be his uh, stunt double for the play. <laughs> which I'm like, how how could you do that? It's a play, <laughs> but okay. Um, so anyway, as she's giving, giving him all of this information, Joy decides to go on this taste test by herself because I feel like that's the way to avoid the rest of this conversation from happening. But when she says that she's going to go by herself, she was like, you know, maybe you can interrogate um, your stunt double uh, she said the name but I forgot maybe you can interrogate her while I'm gone and so it seems like there's trouble in paradise and Joy is not afraid to put Braza on front street in front of everybody else for him being suspicious of what she <laughs> what she left in Ben's dressing room so over to Oliver Oliver pops up at Loretta's house and y'all Loretta is she is in quite the tizzy okay because apparently she was trying to cook some pork chops but something happened to her microwave it broke and so now she's got to warm it up in alternative way so we're not sure that it's going to be all the way done 
And so she was like, I hope you like chops. Well, of course he does, right? Oliver, at his elderly age, he probably has some sort of dentures in. Um, so who wants to chomp on pork, a half-cooked pork chop at that? <laughs> like, I don't even want to do that. <laughs> I have some TMJ issues by the time you're done. So for the sake of love, and for the sake of the, you know, this being their first date, he tries to pony up and and just trying to be on board with whatever she has going on. He ends up asking her, does she need help? And she says, no, okay, just have a seat. And so he starts walking around the room. Of course, her apartment is like way smaller than his because she's a struggling artist, okay, a struggling act actress. Um, so she hasn't been able to be financially well off like Oliver is or where he was. So um, as he's walking around her room, y'all, her little studio apartment, he ends up pulling this latch right when he's asking her what it is. Y'all, why is it a Murphy bed? <laughs> so when he pull it, it fall down. It's getting the crap out of him. He don't know what to say. So he awkwardly says, you know, oh, I'm so sorry. You know what they say, dinner before dessert. And she's looking at him like, what do you mean by that? So <laughs> this day is not starting off smooth at all. Speaking of dates, that's not supposed to be a date. Mabel shows up to her stakeout. And it's definitely at a restaurant. It's very upscale look like because you have to like he's dressed to the nines. Okay. Tauber cleans up very well. He reminds me of um, what's the cutie McCutie that played on um, Grey's Anatomy. Oh, my God. I can't remember his name, y'all. But y'all know who I'm talking about. The one that did that play where they they snap naked photos of him when he was doing that play y'all know who I'm talking about him he kind of reminds me of him so anyway they're sitting down at this restaurant and turns out Jonathan who was Ben's understudy is performing a cabaret and so Tauber goes on to say that Jonathan was initially his lead that he thought was a really good suspect for Ben's death however since he's been following him, he realizes that the only thing that he does is like some Broadway cares work. And then he does like this weekly cabaret. And so he mentioned that one of the tunes that he did last week actually brought him to serious tears. So instead of this being a stakeout, this is, I guess, now a date. So the he ends up telling her that he had ordered an appetizer for them, but he didn't order her a drink because he wasn't sure what she was into. So when the waiter comes, she ends up saying how um, she needs that drink now because she's going to need a drink because she didn't think that this was going to be a date. But Mabel, come on, man. You know you went to Tauber just as much as he into you because he did mention that it's turned into a date with the cute girl from the armoire. So he's definitely putting fillers out there. Mabel, you going to bite? So her name is Sass, y'all. Okay, that's Brazo stunt double. <laughs> so... They're still at his house, and she's trying to get to the bottom of this tension that's between him and Joy. I mean, you should be in bliss right now. You just got engaged. What's happening? And so 
he ends up telling her that he thinks that Joy may be a murderer and he just doesn't want to go back down this track because of the whole Jan situation that happened. And she was like, oh, uh, speaking of Jan, apparently Sass is dating Jan. And there's only so much that you can do when you're dating an inmate. <laughs> So she said something about some wet lips, uh, a sliver of a boob, and what else did she say? A raised eyebrow. Y'all, I cannot with her. So she decides to play therapist with Brazo, and he divulges more information about how, like I said, he doesn't want to go down this loop with her. She tries to, you know, put his mind at ease saying, no, we've known Joy forever and a day for decades. There's no way that she could become a murderer. And so he's not quite convinced just yet, but he does want to prove her innocent just so he can break up with her and get the hell out of there so he won't have to live and feel like he did with Jan. <laughs> so she said that he's suffering from MGDS something, which means murder, murder something. He's suffering from that, okay? He's got PTSD from Jan being a previous murderous girlfriend. That's it. So they got to figure out how to prove Joy wrong, um, that she's not the murderer, so that Brazla can possibly end things with her. So she says that she's got a trick. They're going to play a game. Um, so we'll see what this game is. Back over at Loretta's. <laughs> Y'all, they have sat down to dinner and they are trying so hard to eat this hard ass pork chop and it's gotten to the point where they can't even cut it, y'all. So what he ends up doing is he just takes the fork and he literally stabs the pork chop, y'all. Okay, picks it up, takes a bite out of it. It actually can bite it. And when he puts it down, <laughs> he compliments her on how good it is, y'all. But there's just one thing. He is missing a tooth, y'all. Yes, his tooth came out and he didn't even feel it, okay? So she was like, oh, my God, let me get you some ice. And he was like, no, it's cool. Like, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> there's no pain attached to it. So he tries to whistle, right? It's a hilarious moment they share between the two of them. They both start laughing. Oliver, you know, gets into one of those good laughs where he actually snorts, right? So then she starts snorting. She calls him a little piglet. And then she mentions effing pigs and how she played um, a few roles, one from Charlotte's Web and then one from some other production on a cruise ship. So... As she brings up these pigs, like I said, she mentioned effing pig, and it was just how she worded it. And then she said, you know who else was an effing pig? Ben Glenroy. And then this brings Oliver back to what was found on Glenn's mirror in his dressing room. And now he's like, oh, shoot, is Loretta the killer? Maybe. So... She realizes now that things have gotten awkward between the two of them. And so she says, do you trust me? And so he doesn't really know what to say at that point. So he ends up, I mean, he, he doesn't really respond. She says that she knows 
um, a perfect place to take his tooth. And so they're going to actually go somewhere. What is happening, y'all? I said either Loretta, that brother, or um, I don't think Joy did it. It's, that's a red herring. She just crazy as hell. So um, then we go over to Mabel. Mabel. So Mabel is still on this date with Tobert, and he's figuring out some stuff about her. She likes the rain. She prefers nighttime over daytime. And her favorite drink is mezcal. So then he ends up asking her about Oliver and Brazo. And she was like, they're my best buds. Okay, but what about you? And so he says that he has a really hard time um, associating with anyone or getting close to anyone because he's always on the go as a documentary, uh, documentarian person. He hasn't been able to really connect with anyone like that, but he does eventually want to settle down and get some roots, right? And so she was like, oh, okay, is that what you're trying to do? You trying to do that now? And so he ends up asking her, has he gained a second round with her? And she obliges him, okay? Let's order another round of drinks. So maybe Mabel and Tobert are going to end up having a good night after all. So Brazo is still at his place with Saz, and they're playing a game of to commit or not to commit. And so she ends up asking him two questions, and she's diagnosed him at this point. And she says that he is actually not afraid of joy with the big J, but he is actually afraid of joy with the little J. As in, he feels like he doesn't deserve to be happy and to be in love with somebody. Um, so now that we've had this diagnosis, Sass, um, do you feel like Joy is a murderer at this point anymore, Brazo? And he says, no. Okay, I don't even know why I thought that in the first place. So now that she's crossed off the list, who's left? Speaking of who's left, Oliver and Loretta are... <laughs> They're on a yacht, okay? I'm not sure where they're going to at this point, but they are on a yacht, and they got there for $4, y'all. Isn't that awesome? So they're sitting there, and she tells him to pick his poison. Well, y'all know, based off of what she told him at the apartment, he's still in murder mode. So he was like, poison? <laughs> Doobie or alcohol? So it turns out the doobie that she has was actually rolled by him for one of his friends at a birthday party that happened ages and ages ago at Studio 54, I think, for her 30th birthday. And so Loretta claims that that was the first and only time that she was able to get in, while it seems like Oliver was there all the time. Um, And so they share a few other events that they had in common where it seems like they might have been in the same room but just never actually connected one-on-one -on -one. so she mentioned how she had tried to try out for some of his other productions um but there were a few incidents that prevented her from doing so like the time that she got her ponytail stuck in the subway train and then something else happened it was weird okay so needless to say she's always had her eye on oliver but Oliver ain't really seen her like that. Like, he ain't been checking for her like that. So, they end up rolling the doobie. 
They laugh a little bit. Well, it's already rolled. They light it. They start smoking. And she does something that he deems so sexy. Okay. She she puffs on it. And then she blows it in his mouth, y'all. They share a quick laugh. And she's like, you know what? I honestly think that Gap is a little handsome on you. Girl, that might be that 40-year-old weed y'all smoking. <laughs> y'all, is weed still good after all of those years? I guess it never goes out, huh? I don't know. <laughs> but either way, regardless of what hesitation he may have about Loretta and her possibly being Ben's murderer, he is definitely enjoying himself right now in her presence. So I hope they have a good rest of the night. Speaking of the rest of the night, we see that Mabel and Talbot are still at the restaurant when Jonathan finishes his... um his routine on stage and he goes to sit down right but when he sits down he's not alone for long because this guy comes in and he's got on this red coat with this cap and Mabel is trying to describe him to Tauber because his back is to them so he can't see anything so prior to Jonathan sitting down they had had a whole conversation about how Mabel Oliver and Charles when they put all of their heads together they they figure out those cases like pretty much in a day or two. So she's describing this guy to Tobert, or at least she's attempting to. And she says that there's no way that Jonathan can be cheating on Howard. But we see Jonathan pull this envelope out and hand it to him, which it probably has some money in it. And the guy with the cap ends up giving him some paperwork. So we're not sure what's up with that. But um, either way, Tobert wants to get a look for himself. So when he gets up, he actually runs into the waiter who's carrying, you know, like dishes and um, glasses and all this stuff. He ends up crashing into him and everything falls to the ground and breaks. And so they hurry up and duck under the table. And he makes the comment about them playing like this secret agent type of thing where they make out to distract the people who they're supposed to be staking out. And so Mabel was like, yeah, no. Okay, I don't even think they really paid attention to us. But when she look up, Jonathan and this dude is looking dead at them. <laughs> so she waves at them and Talbert comes up. And Jonathan and the guy with the cap decide to take this to a more private setting. I wonder what that's about. Okay, y'all know how these things go, cause so we gonna skip around a little bit, okay? So, Loretta and Oliver, they're still on the ferry, and she apologizes for weirding him out earlier with the whole dead man talk with Ben, and she says, you know, that night that she actually got into an argument with him, and she said that she called him an effing pig because when they were arguing, those were her last words to him when they had their argument. He claims that she was obsessed with him. And so we see them on stage and they're on the set and they're arguing at the top of the lighthouse and she's yelling, you know, get off of me, you effing pig or let go of me, you effing pig, something like that. And they come downstairs so she apologizes, like I said, for that. And she says, you know, 
I called him that, but to be honest, he was like that to everybody. Everybody hated him, even his kind-hearted brother. And so then she switched gears and she talks about the reason why they're there on the ferry. Well, it turns out when she was younger and she would lose a tooth, her mom would always put her on the ferry. They would go to the Mississippi River and then she would throw a tooth overboard and she made a wish. And so he was like, well, damn, do the tooth fairy swim now? And then he thought about it. You get it? Tooth fairy? As in fairy boat? <laughs> I know, it's kind of corny, right? But Oliver loves corny, or so he says. And so he ends up throwing his tooth overboard because now they're at the uh, the bridge. Because that's where she always does it. And so he throws it overboard and she asks him what he wished for. And he goes in for a kiss. And so they share a nice kiss, y'all. But in my head, I'm like, Oliver, you should have been wishing that she ain't Ben's killer. Because <laughs> Loretta is looking guiltier and guiltier by the moment. So then we go over to uh, <laughs> to uh, Mabel. Mabel and Talbert, they have made it back to her house and... She's showing him the murder board. And so he was like, dang, okay, I was hoping to get lucky, but not this lucky. Okay, you definitely hit a grand slam tonight. So she shows him the murder board and um, everybody's on there. He sees his name and she was like, look, I'm just doing my due diligence. All right, chill out. So they end up putting Dr. C on there. Oh, let me back up. So they're having this discussion about Dr. C who happens to be the guy that was in that red coat and the cap. Okay, Tobert, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all, Tobert actually knew who he was. And so he says that Ben had occasionally called on him um, because he's one of those, I'll write a script for just about anything that you need and I'll fill it for you, okay? So whenever Ben got the inkling to get a script, he would call Dr. C and Dr. C would... Um, you know, come and pay a visit, quote unquote. Um, but he was never in the room to hear what they were discussing. He just knew that that was the nickname that he was given. And so she was like, okay, cool. We don't know, <laughs> know a name, so we can't even Google him. So it's back to the drawing board with that, but at least they'll go with the nickname for now. So when they make it to her house, they put his name on the murder board and they have a moment. And so he compares them to Rizzoli and Owls, which I saw. That show was on TNT, but I never looked at it. Um, I did hear that. It was kind of decent, though. So anyway, they share a moment. They kiss. And then she leads him off to the bedroom. Definitely a grand slam in there. So then we go over to um, Brazo and Joy. Joy has finally made it home. And she's got a whole thing of cakes right just like two handfuls full of like cake samples and so she said that she wanted to bring them back so he wouldn't be like flipping out on her for her having to go but she volunteered to go by herself but she says something about him giving her the third degree if she didn't bring each and every sample back so he was like no nah, you know like it was great I'm so glad that you left sass here um with me because we were able to talk some stuff out 
And so he's telling her their whole conversation and joy is just like in disbelief about the fact that Brazo has been talking to everybody else about her possibly being a murder suspect. And so then some kind of way the conversation evolved to the point where he had let it slip that the proposal was an accident. Because y'all remember when he proposed to her, he had went into the white room. And so he's laughing about it and he's trying to nervously explain the situation to her. But she was like, you know, out of all of these years, I've overlooked your flaws and, you know, your self-absorption about yourself, your narcissism, all of that, because I loved you for who you are. And so he was like, no, but like now I'm ready. OK, I, I know what I want now. I don't think that you're a killer. This, that, and the third, I want to be with you. So now it's too late, y'all. So she ends up grabbing, um, because she had started taking some of the cake out of there. So she ends up grabbing the cakes that were on the plate and she smashes them on him. And <laughs> she says that the engagement is off. And she storms out. So now Brazo may not get either of the joys that he was looking for. Damn, Brazo. So then um, we go back to Loretta's house. Oh, I forgot to tell y'all that when Brazo um, was talking to her, she had mentioned that the reason that she was in Ben Glenroy's dressing room was because they knew, of course, that she is this celebrity makeup artist. And so when he got this red mark on his face, of course, Howard sought her out to hurry up and fix his face, which she did. But when she was in there, she must have accidentally dropped her red lipstick. But she was not the one that wrote the message on the mirror. And so as she's explaining that, Brazo is like, oh, it all makes sense now. And to be honest with you, I've never told anyone else this, but... I'm the one responsible for the red mark on his face because she had mentioned that it looked like somebody might have hauled off and hit him. And so I thought initially Loretta because they had argued, but no, Brazo was the one that hit him because when he um, overheard them arguing on opening night before the play had started, Ben Glenroy had walked down like the lighthouse steps and had kind of like shoved, like shoulder checked Brazo and told him to get out the way. But Brazo hurried up and turned him around and decked him in the eye. So that's where the mark came from. So then Joy had to come fix his face. Her lipstick fell. And that's how her lipstick got in the dressing room. So it makes sense now. So anyway, over to Oliver and Loretta. They got back to her place and... They enjoyed the rest of their night, or so we think. So she gets up and she goes to start the shower. And while he's waiting, um, he gets up and starts, you know, like looking around her house or whatever. He goes over to her bookcase and it seems like she's got a sliding bookcase as well. He finds this, um, I don't even know what you would call it. It's like a little... Um, it's not like a journal situation, but anyway, it's like this little notebook of nothing but articles of Ben. And so this brings about the question again, 
is what he said to her about her being obsessed with him. Was that legit? Was that a legit claim, y'all? And so he's looking at it and I'm like, oh shit, maybe she did have something to do with it. And so as he's looking through this, she's like, I'm waiting. And that's the way the episode ends, y'all. <laughs> y'all have got to let me know what y'all think about this one. It's either got to be Loretta or maybe the brother. I'm not sure who else it would be. I don't think it's Joy at this point, you guys. But let me know what you think. You can reach me at Mini TV Reviews on Facebook and on Instagram. You can also reach me at My TV Reviews Podcast without the S on the end. It's getting good, y'all. We are halfway through the season. I think they usually do 10 episodes. So, so we're halfway through, y'all. Let me know, all right? We're still in Labor Day weekend, so y'all, please stay safe out there. Regardless of what you are doing, stay safe and stay hydrated, y'all. Until we meet over the airwaves again, I am Mo, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.